Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023, and this is episode 356 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and today it's just another chatting with Brian, a good morning coffee chat. Uh, We'll do the perfect cup question of the day. I got some topics here looking like uh, lost keys. Um, a pretty slamming interview. If you didn't check it out last night, I'll talk about that a little bit. Just rearranging my camera. It's been bouncing all over. I got two animals in the back just going at it this morning. And no, I wish it was wife and I, but no, it's the two puppies. Puppies, three-year-old puppies, two-year-old puppies. I don't know. I don't know. Two and a half. Uh, I got to talk about their dog ramp because they're big and heavy and break shit. And uh, hit up a cemetery yesterday that was pretty cool. Found some pretty interesting stuff. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that if we get to it. And uh, when's the last time you saw a cigarette in a bar? I'll tell you. Good morning, good morning, good morning in the chat. Let's uh, see what's going on. I've been waiting till uh, three to five after to do the to start up the perfect cup. Let people get in, let them watch that ad if it's there or whatever. Um, so I'm really enjoying that I'm I'm showing up and oh look at here, three fifty nine a.m. in uh, I guess that would have been Eastern, so uh, four five o'clock. It's, a, it's not unreasonable to get up that early. Pip and I's Taco Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning, Taco Tuesday, and then the history. I'm enjoying this. Let's uh, let's check out this history from today. 1776, some dude found a good place for a fort in San Francisco. Fort is named the Presidio of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, say, try saying that fast. Yeah, I can't even say it slow, so there's that. Uh, what else we got here? 1979, Three Mile Island had a, a marshal. I'm guessing that's partial nuclear meltdown. Just minor details. Um, I think they're still dealing with that. Uh, 1978, I don't know, that's a pretty special year in my heart. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court handed down a 5-3 decision in Stump versus Sparkman. Has something to do about involuntary sterilization and judicial immunity. That sounds like fun. Involuntary sterilization. Now, why would they do that? I mean, the government can do it. Mm, I think the private citizen... Remember when we talked about that eye for an eye? Hmm. Hmm. I I think there's some people that could use some involuntary sterilization and not at the high ends of the government. Uh, Good morning, good gingerbread. Uh, Did you make your bean juice? I had to get up and start the fire this morning. We were going to have a fire this morning. Corey was all uh, all fired up to uh, have me go put the stove cap on, get the wood out of the truck, get it in the the camper because it was so... it was so chilly. It was, oh, now she's telling me it's tomorrow now. It's, it's tomorrow. Uh, now it's tomorrow. Uh, all of a sudden, it's going to be, oh, it'll be the next stop. Put it all back away. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that is what it is. It took 10 minutes. Uh, James is trying to uh, trying to name his dog. He's getting in this uh, Siberian Husky. We all think he's insane. He's going to put a little Siberian Husky in a in a semi with him or uh, in um uh, and run run gravel train all day with the the 
devil spawn himself. Uh, hey, good luck, man. I would think like a pug or something that doesn't want to fucking tear your face off if it doesn't get exercise might be a better choice. But hey, hey, you do you, you do you, Josh. Good morning, Josh. And he says that interview was fire last night. You know, you know, an interview is good when you look up and uh, it's been over an hour and you haven't checked the timer. It's in the corner of the screen, like literally on my screen. I'm touching it with my finger. It's right there. Not on your screen. On my screen, though, there's a big red thing that's got a clock on it. I didn't even notice that we were in an hour. Talk to Eric, Eric Cloward of the Stoic Coffee Break. Man, dude can talk, first of all, but enjoyed the interview. Enjoyed it for sure. Um, very, very interesting things to listen to and things to contemplate. So I'll definitely be diving in more to his stuff. And uh, yeah, we were talking after he, he might have a... Uh, might have a little uh, 30-day challenge or something to that effect coming up to keep an eye out for. So that could be cool. Uh, Pip and I used to be service writer, moved into the parts warehouse. Um, <laughs> Josh asked if they still smoke in Arkansas bars. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Uh, Dixon Way, good morning. Oh, you got cigarettes up there still in Canada. Oh, yeah, Canada. They're, they They let you do a lot of things. <laughs> Oh, man. Morning, Robin. Holy crap. Lots of people hanging out and blowing up the chat this morning. I just tried to get down. I tried to read the history segment. Now we're at six minutes, so we're a little late on the question, but eh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. I got I got all the time in the world this morning. All right. Let's get to that question of the day, and then we'll get rolling with the rest of the stuff. All right, everyone, it's time for the 42nd edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question in my thoughts. Join the discussion on my Telegram group or now on a lot of the social networks, especially Noster, which I got the most interaction on besides the Telegram group. So if you're over there, follow me up. My pub key, I can uh, I can get it to you. Just let me know. I don't really have it available to post in the notes, but uh, here we go. I will get it in there soon enough. Uh, the question of the day yesterday was, well, question of the day today, posted yesterday, was, has social media been a net positive or a net negative for our society and why? I mean, that was a huge question. Huge question. Has social media been a net positive or a net negative for our society and why? Man, that's, um, it's, uh, <laughs> All right, so if you go to lots.ittybitty.tips, that's lots.ittybitty.tips, my pub key is my first link right on the top. Boom. There you go. There you go. Get on Noster. It's good. It's good. But anyway, social media, as we speak of some sort of social media there, um, it, it's an interesting question, and I go back and forth a lot. I blame a lot of shit in society right now on social media. Not necessarily just social media, but technology in general. Uh, people can't communicate anywhere, anymore face-to-face. -face. They can't have a conversation. Um, language is very deteriorated. Um, people, um, I think, have really closed off emotions, don't know how to express emotions, but also don't know how to process someone's comment to them. 
without a keyboard and a, and a, and a screen in between. So they can't have that discussion with someone unless there's that barrier that they're not going to get punched in the fucking face is the first thing. Uh, but no emotional detachment. Everything is text on a screen. It's very easy to type things a lot easier than vocalizing them, saying them, watching someone's reaction in their face when you say them. And that's good, bad, and different. Um, picking up on visual cues and emotions and conversations is very important. I learned this a long, long, long time ago. I had a, had a, a pseudo psychologist. Uh, uh, he was a, um, a self-taught psychologist that uh, was a bartender because we just like to learn shit. Uh, but he read and read and read. And uh, he would dive in with some tips on, on different things to interact with customers. And physical response to, to verbal cues is, uh, is one of those things that we dove into and, and discussed quite a bit. So I think the lack of that, starting with text messaging, then into social media, I think false clarity with um, friends, um, I always was um, a little upset with the term friends on, uh, on on social media. I have a million friends. No, you got a million people that hit like. That's it. You don't have any friends. So I think it's been bad, but it's also been fantastic. I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. Um. I wouldn't be in my camper. I wouldn't have spent. Um, I wouldn't have spent four months down in Texas hanging out with Josh. I wouldn't have met Justin the other day and went and uh, and hit up some crystals. I wouldn't have likely met Scrambling, made a trip to Washington and drink this awesome coffee. By the way, this morning's perfect cup is. Uh, let's see, Brian's blend. Brian's blend. So. Has it been a net negative or a positive? Whew, that would take a lot of unpacking of a lot of things. And I think there's been uh, ripple effects of all of it. And to know the end effect of it all, I don't know. I don't think I can quantify it. But it's above, it's been both. It's been both. It's been greatly powerful tool for the good. And it's probably degraded society way faster than it ever should have. Uh, but it's accelerating. Let me uh, let me look here and see what the the comments were from the community, and then we might wrap back up with something else real quick for me. But uh, snort um, over on North Noster. If you uh, if you've used it, you know that it's a, kind of a decentralized network, and there's different clients to jump on, kind of like old Telnet if you're old and uh, tech geeky like me. Uh, but you access you access the main feed through different little clients. Um, they all have their in good things, bad things, whatever. Uh, but anyway, I've been using Snort is one of them. If you're on Noster, jump on Snort. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I posted the question over on my uh, on my pub key, and I got a reply. Uh, Captain Fantastic over there says it's a net negative. It gives some people a false sense of community. With so many friends in their phone, they associate less in real life where the actual community is. People start to feel like they're part of a tribe, which can lead to cultist men mentalities void from reality. 
I think I, uh, I think I hit on half of that, or I hit on that in half of my, uh, uh, my take. I think people, when they see, is it a net positive or a net negative, they only focus on one side, not realizing that net means that there's pluses and minuses. But great answer. Glad to have some interaction over there on Noster. Um, Josh over there dropped a comment and said, in short, it's the gun debate. It's a tool and depends on how it's used. Choose what you allow to influence you, and it becomes a very powerful positive. All the negative stuff we see has always happened. Social media just accelerated it. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, social media doesn't do anything if you don't use it. It's just there. It's, it, I mean, it does. It degrades the rest of society um, and the people you interact with. But for you personally, in your bubble, if you don't turn it on, it doesn't do anything. <coughs> Uh, oh, and then on Telegram, Josh. Oh, Josh, yes. Josh was very, um, very into this t- topic yesterday. Uh, he says, <laughs> I think it's a neutral overall. It had a huge negative effect on people's focus and mental health, and it's been a very powerful tool for propaganda and manipulation. But it's also been one of the greatest tools for community building and collaboration with the physical constraints of distance and- that humanity has ever found uh it's like four more paragraphs um he didn't want to do a voice message he made us all read it yesterday but no it basically circles back to it's a tool uh he he kind of mirrored that over on store but didn't make people um take a break from work to read it aaron uh from two chicks homestead says i think personally social media has helped me become more social with people i actually want to make the effort to be social with however it's also allowed me to stay stuck in my introvert head and not actually grow and come out of a shell out in the real world. Yeah, no, Aaron, because you met with that community and you traveled down and you hung out with people for, uh, for three days at, uh, at a, at a community event, you went by yourself to, um, to a community event. Uh, I think it's enabling you to feel comfortable around people that are in your community, uh, and then overcoming that distance. And eventually you will gravitate towards people in your local area that are in that community that are close enough. They're there. You just need to find them. And uh, unfortunately, screaming, I'm a homesteader or I'm into self-sufficiency is not the way to find those people because they'll go right run in a hole and, uh, and you won't see them. So I think social media, even on a local level, helps you connect with people that are um, like minded and good to hang out with. If you can find them, uh, gingerbread says, uh, let's see. Uh, it says it's, it's nice to be able to talk to you guys on here, but it's hard to explain it. Sometimes social media, even though you're talking to people increases feelings of loneliness and rejection. Um, and he went on to talk about, um, oh yeah, here's the rest of it. And then there's the anxiety of waiting for a reply. Sometimes you sit there and wonder how your post is going to be received. I'm glad that I can delete stuff on Telegram for everyone because I say stupid shit and immediately delete it before anybody sees it, hopefully. Yeah, I, I got that too, man. Don't worry. Um, and he said for, for years, he didn't have any social media. And then I, I beat him up enough until he got it. I beat up the old crusty Marine until he got, uh, until he got social media. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. 
come find some James rants over on Telegram. They're they're pretty nice. They're pretty fun. But anyway, uh, let's see the comments here. Anybody weighing in this morning? Robin says uh, social media can let the depressed person find another group of depressed people and echo and the echo chamber keeps them from getting out of the darkness. However, it can also help you find people who will lift you out. It will it will allow them. Okay. Yeah, that's no change in society. It just makes it makes it more expedient and the pool of people bigger. I mean, the depressed person found other depressed people at the corner bar for hundreds of years um, and got more depressed in the corner bar. They also could have walked into the the YMCA or wherever. I don't even know where you go when you're depressed to find happy people. Um, but yeah, the the library. Um, uh, yeah, wherever. Uh, but it, it's it's the same on a grander scale just because borders are gone. But it also adds in the air of anonymity. And like I said, uh, and saying things in person, it's a hell of a lot easier to say I'm depressed on a screen than it is to have the balls to physically walk into a shrink's office and go up to the counter and say, I think I'm depressed and I need to talk to someone. So... Josh says, or it could be how depressed find someone who will listen and help. Um, do, do, good morning, Clark. How we doing? And uh, cancel cultures and smear campaigns are as old as society. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody focuses on the stuff they don't like about social media and doesn't realize it's all happened before. It's just it's just accelerated. It's just accelerated. That's what that's what social media has done to society for me. It has accelerated all the good and all the bad. So is it a net negative or a net positive? Depends on which way the direction of the world's going. Uh, Josh says now the YMCA song is going to be stuck in his head. Well, anyway, this is uh, running up on long enough for the perfect cup. We had a great discussion. If you want to see more of the discussion, there were afterthoughts um, and follow-ups to all that in the Telegram group. Uh, I replied back on Noster. Noster. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's fun to use. (laughs) Um, So check it out. Check it out over there. Join the Telegram group, t.me slash lots chat. Check out all my other socials to look for that. um, Look for that. question of the day i'll post it a little bit later this morning for tomorrow's show get in the comments i'll see i'll uh, i'll mention where we get the most interaction and you can follow us and track us down there or you can try to pump up your favorite social media and get that mentioned on the show too so check it out the perfect cup podcast you can check out the perfect cup.shop or the lots project.com and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow back to the main show all right all right good question that was a good question i i I found that yesterday and today is way better than last week's i was uh i was happy that that happened because last week was just irritating me but brian you make up the questions yeah i also do all the the pre-work and uh, blow through it mindlessly and then start thinking about them if i was thinking about five questions all week i'd never get to monday I'd just be bogged down and thinking about them. So I have to ignore them and uh, and bring them to you right before they're on the show too. So yeah, it is what it is. I could probably check them a little better before, but 
it is what it is. It is what it is. Good question so far this week. We will see. Um... <laughs> James, I don't know about happy, but YMCA is definitely gay. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I saw that one coming. But anyway, let's get to the topic list for today. Uh, lost keys. Lost keys. All you out there listening. I lost my keys. And you're going, holy shit, how much Bitcoin was in there? How much Ethereum was in there? How much whatever shitcoin that you probably don't have any value left in? So what difference does it make if you lost your keys? No, I lost our truck keys. I literally lost our truck keys in a matter of like four minutes, I think. So how this went down... Corey and I have hooks that we hang our keys on. It's um, it's been a struggle. I I am a pocket person. I put everything in my pockets. So everything goes in my front pockets. If you ever look at them, if you ever pick up my pants, if they're laying on the ground, if you come over to our place and um, for some reason my pants are off and you pick my pants up, they are heavy. They are heavy. I carry a lot of shit. Um and so everything just dumps in my pockets. I get huge pockets. I have struggled with Corey to, when I walk into the camper, to take the keys and put them on the hook. Whether it be the truck keys, the camper, uh, like garage door keys, the door keys for the camper, all the keys. Put them on the hook. Then we know where they are in case I need them. Like she, she tries to tell me that I need to put the key, the car, the truck keys on the hook because in case I hurt myself, like I would ever hurt myself, first of all. And second of all, she, and she needs to take me to the hospital. (laughs) Like that's going to happen. She can find the keys. I think it's if she needs to go on a beer run, she doesn't want to have to look for the keys or ask me for them. I don't know. Anyway, we have some hooks. Um, have some hooks and uh whatever (laughs) so i've been getting better i've been getting better over how long has it been we've had the camper for like three two years two years she's been trying to get me to get the shit on the hooks so i started i've been really good about it uh over the last little while so we got the camper parked and i went to um take the hitch out Corey parked the camper, she took the keys, she took all the keys, put them on the hooks. I went to get the hitch out, and um, I couldn't quite get the hitch out. She hadn't pulled up quite far enough. I couldn't slide it all the way out. The camper was in the way. So I went and did a bunch of other stuff, got the camper leveled, all this, got it all hooked up. And then when we got the dogs inside and Corey was kind of getting things opened up inside, I went back out. I moved the truck a couple feet. I took the hitch out. And, uh, sorry, dog hair in my mouth. It's lovely. Um, so take the hitch out and I went about my day. And then later that night I went to lock the truck because we were going to bed and I couldn't find the keys. I looked in my pockets. I looked on the hook. I looked everywhere. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Corey was already asleep. 
I shuffled around and I looked for them. I tried not to wake her up. I went outside with my headlamp. I looked in the grass. I looked fucking everywhere. I was like, oh my God, where are the keys? I haven't left anywhere. Like we literally got here and hadn't driven anywhere. So I was like, okay, the keys are here. And then I went, oh shit. I walked down to down the road with the dogs and there was a little uh, uh, mountain creek roadside runoff. And I looked for some rocks. Holy shit. Did I bend over and the keys fell out of my, my hoodie pocket? Oh, maybe they're in the gravel. Maybe they're in the creek. And I went, ah, shit. <sighs> Let's look at the comments here. <laughs> Josh says, if I had a hooker, I wouldn't have to remember to hook them. We need to hire a hooker to work the door. <laughs> then he says... Let me guess, you lost your keys and Corey found them 30 seconds after you spent 25 minutes pissed off looking for them. <laughs> and James is wondering if they're in my teacup with my SD card. <laughs> I lose shit. Welcome to my life. Corey, she says, welcome to my life. <laughs> anyway, I didn't lock the truck that night. I didn't lock my truck. Nobody stole anything that night. We're good. We're good. We got up in the morning. I did my show. Nope. That was Sunday morning. Didn't do my show. Got up. We we're having coffee and looked at Corey. And I said, I can't find the truck keys. <laughs> She's like, what? Where? Oh, we were going rock hunting. That was the thing. I didn't know what time we were leaving. So uh, we needed the truck keys to leave on Sunday morning. So first thing I said, actually set an alarm to remember to look for the keys first thing so i had them when we were ready to leave we do have a spare set but it's like the it's not the uh power lock it's not the remote key it's just like a standard key and the alarm gets all goofy when we use it and sometimes the door locks don't work so um yeah so i start looking first thing in the morning got my coffee it's out barely light out i'm looking around i look in the grass i, I tearing the truck apart I came into the camper. I trared my room apart. Um, Corey looks cold. Yeah, if she just started a fire, imagine if the fire was ready to set up. <laughs> and Josh says, Corey is always cold. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, I tear apart my room. I was looking in clothes I hadn't worn since I washed them. Uh, everywhere, everywhere. I looked in the garages a little bit. I looked in, uh, I had gotten out our big, long, uh, massive 50 foot, um, extension cord for 30 amp. <laughs> yeah, that was an expensive one, but, uh, thank God I made it and didn't buy it, uh, off the shelf. Holy shit. It would have been really expensive, but anyway, I had taken that out and that sits on the bottom of a tote in the garage of the camper that, um, you know, we don't use it very often. So I had unpacked that whole tote. I repacked it and then I unpacked it again, looking for the keys, thinking maybe they fell in there. I looked on all the bumpers. I looked down at all the shelves and ledges everywhere I could possibly think that I might have set them down because I've determined at this point that I moved the truck, took the keys out, had them in my hand and then went to pull the hitch out and set them somewhere. This is what I'm thinking. No, nope, can't find them. Can't find them. I'm getting very irritated. I'm I'm trying not to be a pissed off asshole to Corey because I know she's pissed off at me that I didn't put the keys on the fucking hook. This is all my fault. Like, I know it at this point is all my fault. 
Like if she was mad at me and wanted to yell at me and not talk for me for two days, I'd have to be like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I get it more mad at myself than she's mad at me. So reluctantly she takes the dogs for their walk and then she starts to help me look. Son of a bitch. If not like 10 minutes later, she's poking her head in the garage. She's like, here they are. I'm like, where'd you find them? She's like back there behind. I said, Oh shit. Oh shit. I know what happened. They did fall out of my pocket. They fell out of my pocket when I was getting our uh, camping chairs out and got hooked on the bungee cords that I used to close up the chairs. Because that's where they were sitting, in the garage, with the fucking shit. They got slid back there. I mean, eventually I would have found them. Like, we couldn't leave without them, so I would have tore, like, everything out of the camper. That was my next spot I was going. She hit the jackpot. It's just like rock hunting. Justin found the jackpot right after I stopped looking. Can we go gold digging or hunting and you just come after me? Like, I'll go and then you show up and say, hey, you go home and then you'll find something. (sighs) So last night, I had to get my phone charger out of the truck. And I went out at the end of the night to, you know, do my outside chores, my walk around. And I, I grabbed the, the handle to the, grabbed the handle to the truck door and it was locked. I walked in, I put my hand on the hook and there's no keys on the damn hook. Not one, not the camper keys, not the truck keys, not the spare keys, not the spare, spare keys, not, not one fucking key on the hook. And I said, I don't give a shit if my phone dies. I don't care. I don't need the fucking charger. I don't need it. And then I said, there's no keys on the damn hook for two years. Somebody has been screaming at me that if those keys are not in the ignition of the truck, they need to be on the hook. If those keys are not turning the lock to open the garage, they need to be on the hook. If we are not driving down the road, those keys need to be on the hook. So I walked my happy ass right back to her, sound asleep, and said, Hey, Corey, where's the truck keys? They're not on the hook. She scrambled in bed a little bit. She's like, what? I said, my, my phone charger's in the truck, and there's no keys on the hook. Where are they? And she couldn't be mad. <laughs> I know she was mad. She was pissed off. I woke her up. But she had moved them. We had gone for a walk and left um, left the camper open. We didn't go far. We didn't go far enough to have to shut everything up and let it get hot. And um, we just put stuff away. Stuff that people could like grab and go. We put it away so they would have to look. And by the time we got back, like strategic intervention. But she forgot to put him back on the hook. Well, she probably didn't forget. It was during my interview that she was getting ready to go to bed. So... Uh, Interview ran long. Keys didn't get put away. We had a little misunderstanding. I was a little irritated. And it's okay now. It's okay. We will put the keys on the hook. First thing in the morning. After the show. (laughs) But, yeah. Everything's good. We found the keys. I'm. It's my fault. 
I am very good for setting shit down and walking away. That's why my pockets are so full of shit. I've learned to adapt over my life to grab the keys, throw them in my pocket, grab this, throw them in my pocket, grab whatever, throw it in my pocket. And then when my pockets get full, that's when trouble starts. Because if I can't fit it in my pocket, I'll set it down. And like James said earlier in the um, earlier in the comments here, the gnomes. I got gnomes. They're in my head, man. <laughs> I think the gnomes, I set something down and they immediately erase, erase that location from my uh, from my head. From my head. So it's the gnomes. There it is again. I <laughs> uh, says she revoked my key privileges. That's great, except she sends me to the grocery store and she sends me to do stuff. Um, is she am I gonna have to sign out the keys? Maybe we need a sign out sheet. <laughs> she knows who took them. <laughs> if they're not on the hook, if they're not on the hooks, I took them. There's no way she took them. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, you guys are all on the hooker. Uh, Josh says, if you tie a piece of pool noodle to the keys, you'll never lose them again. And then if you drop them in the water, they'll float. Where could I get pool noodles? I have no idea. I, I don't know. Actually, we have a bundle of them in the back of the truck right now. I got sick of carrying the box around, so I took the rest of them out of the box and took zip ties and zip tied them around the big bundle of noodles and threw it in the back of the, of the bed of the truck. Hey, Clyde, you you saying hi to everybody in Morse code, shaking the camera up and down? Everybody say hi to Clyde. Back there squeaking for you guys. Oh, so those were my lost keys. Uh, I mentioned the interview. Interview last night was fantastic. I'm definitely... Um, I'm definitely glad I reached out to Eric and uh, brought him on. We titled it Stoicism for Dummies. And I think we covered Stoicism for about maybe like the explanation, maybe 20 minutes out of the two hours and the rest we just chatted. Uh, we related Stoicism to life. We talked about our lives, our experiences. He's just an easy guy to chat with. And like I said, it went two hours. So check it out check it out if you got a long if you got a while to sit down and listen to something it was definitely a good chat he has a lot of wisdom to impart um he's been through a lot of things he's experienced a lot of things that i have also uh through divorce through different changes in life uh he enjoys music blockchain all sorts of things so check that interview out and check out his podcast the stoic coffee break podcast he started it he stopped it he started it he stopped it over the years uh he's back at it again uh and man the guy gets a hundred thousand downloads an episode so it's got to be worth listening to i would say uh, ryan pippin uh, pippinized in the comments there uh is a listener uh, he was mentioned in that last night and i told i was talking to jake or uh talking to eric after I was like, yeah, I had uh, had some listeners in there. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I, he's like, it was it was crazy the first time that happened uh, at a different place. And I said, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I had somebody come up and tell me at SRF that uh, they listened to me. Most of my listeners interact or I've I've gotten wind of them in some way, shape or form through an email, through a question, through this or that. Um, a lot, a lot. But the first time um hey chris have a great day man have a great day uh <laughs> chris says light a fire <laughs> that's Corey's job she's in charge of the heat man i can put more clothes on uh and and like josh says she is always cold and so yeah 
yeah, that's her job. She manages the fire. She manages. I manage the water. She manages the fire. <coughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Interview was great. Enjoyed it. Check it out. It's uh, it's all up audio and video. And uh, share it. Share it with your friends. And check out check out Eric's stuff at the Stoic Coffee Break Podcast. Um. <sighs> Now we got to get a new dog ramp. That's the next thing on my list. We got to get a new dog ramp. Our fat ass dogs and fat ass owner, me, not my wife. Like I didn't get hit immediately on the screen. So he must have known that she knew that I was talking about me. Um, but uh, so where we parked this time, we, we are tilted downhill towards our stair side of the camper so the the side we enter and exit from uh is downhill so we had to level it we had to jack that side up which raises it higher than the ground first of all it's already sloped down so if you're watching the camper's sitting eh, like this so if you walked out of the base it's like this and but the problem is the ground keeps going further and the dog ramp goes out seven feet seven feet more from the camper so it's dropping even further the new ramp our old ramp is a little shorter i think it's like six feet six foot ramp so you got to think that it gets pretty steep six foot out um fat ass number three uh clyde clyde number one um in weight lowest weight can run up the thing he could probably jump into the camper we were on a walk the other day and there was a little creek we had to jump over. I should say a little creek. It was probably seven inches wide. And um, you could just normally walk like a normal stride would get you over it. Clyde gets to the edge, looks down at it, and then bounds up in the air like a deer. And like jumps three feet in the air and launches himself forward over it. And I was like, that was a little excessive. But okay, Tigger. Bouncing like crazy. Uh, Josh says you need a dog elevator. We do. We do. We need a doggy chair ramp and we will as they get older because it's going to be a freaking nightmare. But middle dog, middle dog, Walter, he is pretty athletic. He's pretty coordinated, I would have to say. He was pretty uncoordinated as a puppy, but Jesus, if you saw the feet flopping around on those legs, the size of his head, I don't, I would think he would have been like a bowling ball rolling around the whole backyard. Anyway, he is pretty agile. He likes to jump halfway up the ramp from the side or runs up no problem. Even when it's uh, when it's tilted a little too much, he gets has a little harder problem. Now, Norman, Norman is our big fat ass. Me and Norman, we're the big, big galoots of the of the family. Norman's slow and dopey. Most of the time when he wants to wrestle with his brother, he's, he's fast and energetic, but other, if he's just walking around or normal pace, he's pretty slow. He's very, very clumsy. The dog will fall down walking. Um, and he's heavy. He's the heaviest one. What do you figure? 180, 175, 180 now. So when that ramp gets pretty steep and the tape gets kind of worn down, Norman has a real tough time getting up it. He's got to get a running start. If anything goes wrong on the way up, it's a disaster. We've had him fall off and fall off the side and, and like slide back down the ramp, all sorts of stuff. So 
when we got here, we had the longer ramp in the truck, slides under the seat, folds in half. Whoop. Um, you've seen them if you've seen the videos around of the dogs getting in and out of the truck and things like that. And we had the shorter ramp at the camper. Just made sense. Camper was always lower and uh, the angle was okay. Well, since we were higher here, we took the longer ramp and <laughs> took the long ramp, put it out, gave them a little less incline. Not much. They still struggle. Um, it's hard for them to get up. Not too hard. Not too hard. Uh, but it's better. It's another foot out. Drops drops the angle of that they have to run up. Well, the problem comes when we go out. When we go out of the camper. So the rating, the weight limit on the biggest ramp we could get for the dogs. And this is like the most heavy duty ramp we could get. It was 350, 300, 300, 300 pounds. It's aluminum, pretty sturdy. We put it out. And when you open the door, when Walter goes out, he runs right out, runs to the bottom of the ramp. You run down the ramp after him because he's pulling you basically to go outside. Norman, he opens the door. Doop, 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 doop. He doesn't quite run out, but he walks at a decent pace to where you can follow him down the ramp and you're not both on the ramp at the same time. Clyde, on the other hand... He decides that he likes to go out like two steps, check a little bit, and then he goes like he's going to go, and then he'll stop on the ramp to inspect the whole world. Like making sure there's no attack planes or something. I'm not sure. But he stops in the middle of the ramp. So Brian, not remembering this on the new longer ramp, Decided to walk out after him and then almost trip over him, leap over top of him and land on the ramp right in front of him, which caused my fat ass at 250 pounds or more um, falling through the sky to land on the ramp with the 140 pound dog already placed on the ramp, which is way more than 300 pounds. And we bent the fucking ramp. Now the ramp won't slide together in half. Now we can't put it in the truck. Now when you go down it, it goes bloop, bloop, because it's got a crease in it. I tried to pound it out on a uh, piece of two by four with a hammer, like the limited supplies I have. I tried to do a little metal working. I got it more stable. I got it bent so it's not going to fold and crumble as we walk down it. We put some supports under it, but I can't get it to slide in. We're looking for a new ramp and we think we're going to have to go with ATV ramps or a wheelchair ramp that is weighted a lot longer. Oh, laugh, Ryan. Pippin I says he feels bad for laughing. No, it was like I was laughing uh, other than the fact I ruined like the $180 ramp or $140 ramp or whatever it was. For a normal dog, this would be a fine thing. <laughs> but I had to do somersaults over the dog. Um, <laughs> Josh says he's using the elevation to strategically assess the scenario from a vantage point. Yeah, I know what he's doing. He's being a dick. <laughs> he sat in the other room and looked out the window for how long? Like before the walk. He sits in the other windows. He goes third. Clyde goes third every time. 
He sits in the windows and looks out and he knows when it's his turn. He's been looking and scoping out the hole outside for the whole time I've been walking the other two. He does not need to use the advantage on the ramp to fucking scope it out. He does it to be a dick. I know it. Anyway, we're looking into wheelchair ramps. We're looking into ATV ramps. Um, it's coming down to the surface and the width and the length. So that's what we're trying to figure out. And we're not in Texas. And even if we were in Texas, I probably couldn't even order them to Josh's house because they wouldn't fit in the Easter egg. So I had to figure out shipping anyway. So we went to Harbor Freight. Didn't find anything that was going to work. We got to just got to keep poking around. This ramp will work for now. Uh, when we get a new ramp, I'm going to try to fix it even more because it's really nice. And it was the brand new one. The brand new longer one. Thanks, Clyde. Thanks. Industrial loading ramps. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. It, it, the problem is it needs to be the right length. Uh, it has to also be able to be uh, stored. We really like this one in the truck. It gave them a little longer run out um, coming in and out of the truck. And it was wider. is wider than the other one we have by a couple inches. Uh, just gives them a little more platform in and out of the truck. Uh, now it won't go in the truck because I can't slide it closed in half. So we're also dealing with weight. And yeah, it's just a, it's, uh, we're on the right track. We're on the right track. They don't make ramps for dogs this big, which is insane because dogs this big are the ones that need them. Maybe people don't travel around with three St. Bernards in a camper. I don't know. I don't know. Need one of those slide out U-Haul ramps built in the trailer. Yes. Yes. I actually have considered um, mounting a ramp under that, under that uh, if we get rid of the steps. The steps are in the way. Uh, but yes, industrial slide out U-Haul ramp is definitely what I would love to do. Put um, tracks underneath it and just slide that thing in. Just like a back of U-Haul. Slide it out, hook it up onto the thing. Pippin I says, sounds like there might be a market for camper ramps. Yeah, dude, for sure. Oh, and by the way, I was thinking about you. Um, I was thinking about you. <laughs> We went to Harbor Freight on our way back from rock hunting to look for ramps. We came out and there were like three Jeeps sitting in front. One had the had the fucking jack on the hood. Uh, you know, the one that people mistake for a machine gun and uh, shit like that. And I'm looking at the dash and I'm like, look at all them fucking rubber ducks. Man, imagine if there was something they could stick them on. <clears throat> they could use a duction cup board. Just saying, just saying, I don't know if anybody out there is thinking about making a board that you could stick ducks to, but, uh, that would be a great idea. The high lift jacks on the hood. Yep. Yep. That's what it was. That's what it was. And the dude that looked, the dude that was in this Jeep looked to me like he'd probably never been dirty in his life, let alone off-road in a vehicle. The vehicle looked like it had never seen a spot of dirt, probably uh, got washed and waxed by someone other than the owner on multiple occasions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I think it's time to wrap it up. We're at 47 and a half minutes, and I got a lot of talking to do the next couple of days. Interviews uh, getting recorded for April. Um, if anybody has any 
any uh, cannabis related questions, if you can get them in by this afternoon, I am uh, I am in, uh, in recording my 420 release show. Uh, I got uh, the CEO of Fat Nugs magazine coming on to talk history of cannabis and all things related to cannabis. So we can release it on the fictitious pot holiday there, uh, April 20th. Oh, no. Josh says you should make a portable camping stove for Jeeps called an induction cooker. Wow. Wow. Item of the day today. Water buffalo chews. Water buffalo chews. Those damn dogs that ruin my dog ramps, that drive my drive me so insane. Corey and I sat outside yesterday uh, having a adult beverage and looked at each other and said, how can you possibly love something and hate something so much at the same exact time? How can you love them more than anything in the world and hate them and can't wait till they're gone all at the same time? Get a St. Bernard. You'll find out. Anyway, anyway, we'll wrap it up. The water buffalo chews. The dogs love them. They are heavy duty. You got a heavy chewer give them a try. They keep them busy. They last. Uh, they seem to really like them and they come from water buffaloes. So, I mean, check them out. Uh, you can find the link to Amazon in the video description, in the audio notes, click that link. And even if you don't have a dog or you don't need water buffalo chews for yourself, click on the link, head on to Amazon. If you got to do some shopping today, as long as you click the link first, you help support the lots project with everything you buy appreciate it. Doesn't cost you anything and it helps us. Uh, some things that you can do to help us if you were looking to spend some money. We do have a YouTube membership that you can subscribe to. Things are rolling out with that with our first week on back on the road editing video this week to be released to the members only stuff. Uh, I also launched a um, a membership to, to revolve around my grave my grave uh, visiting, grave exploring, cemetery exploring stuff. And uh, you can find that at the website, thelotsproject.com. Right at the top says Cemetery Explorers Club. Check it out. See what you get. Uh, that's, a, that's a beginning list. That's what I can do right now uh, as we move forward. And have more time. Uh, membership grows. Things are going to expand. There is also a mechanism in there as the membership grows that I will be giving back to some of the cemeteries that I'm visiting if I find gravestones in need of repair i will use the fund to try to find somebody to help fix fix the things that need to be fixed if i can find someone as i'm on the road so benefit 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 value for value give back to the people that give to you so check that out at thelotsproject.com otherwise guys it's been a great day you can also find me on twitch telegram youtube odyssey rumble gab facebook instagram tiktok fountain.fm and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players Check out that interview from last night, guys. You will definitely enjoy it. It is good stuff. You might have to break it into a couple of uh, couple of listens because it is, like I said, two hours long. But definitely give it a listen. I appreciate you hanging out this morning. And uh, be sure to keep an eye out for that perfect cup question for tomorrow. It should be coming out here in a few next few hours. Other than that, guys, have a great day. And we'll catch up with you tomorrow. I can see the light I can feel the sound